Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Everyday Economics. I'm Chris Krug, president of the Franklin News Foundation, joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Orfi Devangi, economist. What's up? <laughs> oh, nothing much, Chris. Always a pleasure to be on the podcast. Good. You're going to be on it a lot. In fact, you're the only guest. Here we go. I want to know about the Federal Reserve. I got good friends who are fans of the Federal Reserve, and I have good friends who would like to abolish the Federal Reserve. What does the Federal Reserve do, and what role is the Federal Reserve taking in the economy today? I think that's an important topic, right? So Americans heard on the news the Fed raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point, something it hadn't done in 28 years. And they looked at their stock portfolio, and they saw the stock market plunging at the announcement. And so people are concerned, right? But let me just kind of break it down. The Fed's job, and only job, is to maximize employment and keep prices stable. On the employment side, almost everyone who wants to work is working. And we have twice as many job openings as there are job seekers. So you could put a little check mark and say, hey, the Fed is doing well on the employment side. On the price side of the equation, prices are rising too rapidly at their fastest pace in 41 years. And that's not sustainable. We need price stability in order to have sustainable economic growth. So you might ask, well, why? You're like, why is inflation a problem? Well, if everything gets too expensive and prices continue to rise too rapidly, workers will demand higher wages for the same work. Business will face higher costs, right, for those workers. The increased cost of materials and workers, they'll have to cut their productions, their production. They won't invest in new technologies and they will potentially have to fire workers. So too rapid inflation also means that businesses are squeezed There'll be a decline in economic output, which could fuel even faster inflation. So, you know, when everything becomes too expensive, unemployment can unemployment could increase and runaway inflation can destabilize an economy. So what does this mean for the Fed? It means the Fed has to do everything it can to bring the inflation rate down to levels that markets can bear. Right. And they do that by tightening financial conditions. So from the beginning of this, you know, when sort of when the Biden administration acknowledged the fact that we were dealing with inflation and then we'll talk about what what a recession is and whether we're in a recession on a future episode. The idea that it was possible for the Federal Reserve to bring us in for a, quote unquote, soft landing. What would that look like? And is that still a possibility based upon the Federal Reserve's recent action? to increase the borrowing rate by three quarters of a percent last week. Yeah, so by tinkering with the cost of borrowing, the Fed can either make it easy or very costly for Americans to spend. And uh, and that's exactly what it's doing. So in response to soaring inflation and volatile financial markets, the central bank, the Fed, is hiking interest rates, the interest rate that banks charge each other for overnight borrowing. And that rate feeds into consumer borrowing through adjustable rate products like credit cards, mortgage rates, home equity loans. And when banks pay more to borrow money, they charge individuals and businesses a higher interest rate as well. Which takes some people out of the market altogether. Exactly. Exactly. And so we're and we're seeing that, right? Mortgage, mortgage rates went from 3% to almost to 6% in some areas. And we saw the housing market start to cool down a little bit, right? Demand fell. There are fewer bidding wars in the market. So it is working. 
Now, here's the trouble. By raising interest rates, right, by making borrowing very costly, the Fed could overdo it. And if it overdoes it, it could actually slow down the economy too much and cause a recession. The indicators that you talked about, about the housing market specifically, that has been sort of stark. It's almost as if that industry has kind of hit a wall. And whereas prices for the past two years seem to be rising, I mean, like beyond what we have seen, regardless of market, now in a lot of markets, we're starting to see price cuts on houses. We're starting to see market times that are longer than two days, that the fervor has died down, but that's largely being driven by the cost of acquisition on a house around interest rates, right? Yeah. So so, so it's very important to, um, when people talk about price cuts, they have to realize that, you know, that does not mean that the seller is taking is is losing money on that house is is taking a, a, a loss right? right it just means that basically sellers who have seen their house appreciate by 30 plus percent during the pandemic are basically pricing their house you know and they're basically uh, just taking a smaller profit on right. the house that doesn't mean they're they're actually losing money and so we're not in a position where we're going to see we're going to be seeing you know a housing crash, uh, not anytime soon. All we're seeing is demand has softened, mm-hmm. and uh, sales have gone down. So, so, so you could you could argue, you know, the real estate industry and the mortgage lending industry is not doing really well. In fact, we're starting to see some layoffs. Uh, we saw layoffs at Redfin. We saw, you know, we're seeing mm-hmm. layoffs among mortgage lenders and 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 real real estate companies. But you know, housing prices are not falling anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, and the reason they're not falling anytime soon is because there's a massive shortage of housing. In America, we've built so little housing relative to the need for housing that all we're saying is prices are going to continue to increase, you know, at a slower rate, of course, at a more reasonable rate, which I think is going to be a good thing for the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, But unfortunately, it also means the shortage means that rents are going to continue to increase and we know it's a problem because when rents increase a lot, people at the bottom of the income distribution, people, low-income families struggle. And we see a, a, an increase in the homeless rate, right? A lot yeah. of research shows that when rents increase uh, fast, homelessness increases. The next time we get together, I want to do a breakout and talk about housing, about the buy-rent scenario. I want we, us we to should. Bring, we I want, should. We will. And I want us to bring it home in this one on the Fed, and I ask you one last question. From here, what should the Fed do? Look, the the Fed has to balance the risks, right? So raising rates too fast could send the plane for a tailspin and cause a crash. And then uh, letting inflation uh, continue at the pace it's uh, going at will also cause a crash. And so the Fed has to be very careful in balancing the risk. They have to walk a tightrope. So where's this, the so where's the soft landing opportunity, or is that is that gone? Is it going to be a bumpy ride? I think it's going to be a bumpy ride. I think that uh, we're 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 going to see as financial conditions tighten, the Fed could completely uh, tighten them too much. We saw stock market the stock market plunging when stock market wealth declines a lot. People stop spending, and so that hurts the economy. When you get worried about the value of your home, you also stop spending. And that hurts the economy. If we start to see layoffs, and that's the right. big key key question here, are we going to start to see massive layoffs? 
if we start to see layoffs, then we know we're in trouble. Uh, so far, so good. I think the unemployment claims, new new initial unemployment claims are still very low. So, so far, so good. But, uh, but I worry that uh, if they continue on the path they're on right now, uh, they're not going to be able to judge carefully enough when tightening is too much, becomes too much. I am worried. Remember that policy tightening, raising rates, actually the effect of raising rates occurs with a lag, a two-year lag. And so- if they raise rates too much right now, we, they may not be able to see the in, the impact uh, for another 12 to 18 months at least, right? And so uh, so they could really be uh, do a lot of damage to the U.S. economy. Well, I appreciate you bringing it home for us, Orfe. It's always a pleasure. I'm going to wrap it up right there. For Orfe Devangi, it's been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Everyday Economics on the America's Talking Network. Like our podcast, subscribe to our podcast. You can do that at americastalking.com or wherever you find high-quality podcasts.